Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of IBC Topics. Uh, today's guest is Andrew Kim. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Doing good. Good. Um, so, as we do with all our um, episodes, we just want to really start off um, highlighting testimonies, and so we would love to just hear your testimony, how you came to faith. Um, if you want to share a couple of people that have uh, greatly impacted you in your spiritual walk, uh, how you met Helen, your wife. And lastly, how you ended up at IBC. Wow. Yeah, just first of all, I just want to thank you for even um, hearing me out. And, you know, everyone has a, has a um, you know, a life story. And, yeah. you know, as I get older, I realize that my story is getting longer and longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's not too long and that it's beneficial to some people mm, that are hearing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of starting from the beginning, I think it'll just kind of make a little bit more sense who I am, but like, you know, I, I immigrated to the United States at when I was one and a half years old, lived in, in K-Town, uh, for most of my life. And, um, you know, parents took me to church at a pretty young age. Um, mm -hmm. you know, went to Christian schools, uh, until high school and, like elementary school, I went to Noah's Art Christian School in Vermont in third and, you know, had a great time. Um, and so I, I was brought up like, you know, learning, you know, Sunday school stories and, you know, reading the Bible and things like that. But, you know, I think when I went to college, uh, you know, I really, you know, stopped going to church. Like, so for four or five years, I, I decided, I, I don't know why, but I, I just, you know, uh, didn't go to church on Sundays, uh, stopped attending. And it was an interesting time in my life where I was trying to find out who I was, like in terms of my identity uh, as an Asian American man, as just a, you know, an American. I mean, just, you know, these kinds of questions, a, a Christian and just kind of experimenting and just trying to figure out like what it is to be an adult really. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, the Lord really um, let me experience um, what it's like to be um, outside his presence when I decided to kind of like go my own way mm -hmm. in a lot of, and, you know, um, my mom, who is a, a strong believer, um, a woman of God, and, and she, she, a prayer warrior in a lot of ways, and she would call me every Sunday morning and <laughs> <laughs> ask me, like, hey, are you are you going to church? And and I would always lie to her because I didn't. It was easier for me to lie to her and say, yeah, mom, I'm going, I'm going. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Then to explain to her why I'm not going, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just lived lived this like double life in a lot of ways, um, you know. And but you know because of her. I, I know the power of a mom's prayer, a mother's prayer, <laughs> and that um, because of her just res resist resilience, I I, I think I she she knew, she must have known. <laughs> well, me every Sunday morning, yeah. you know, um, if she knew I was like going to church, but um, yeah, God's relentless pursuit of me when I was a sinner, um, it's it's so like real to me. Um, mm -hmm that I'm, I'm a recipient of his unmerited grace, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, during that time at, in college, 
like, you know, I experienced a lot of things, you know, hung out, um, you know, went to parties and, you know, um, joined a Asian American fraternity, um, you know, did a lot of things uh, that people would say, oh, that's just a college experience or whatever. Um, you know, you know, did a lot of worldly things. And I, I just remember this one time where um, I think it was a summer prior to me coming to, to know, know Christ um, truly. Um, you know, I remember going to this, my friend's like, hey, let's go to this desert rave. It's going to be so fun. And I was like, all right, let's go. And, you know, we went and, you know, I just remember. It's weird because I, I remember what happened there, but like at the same time, it was like a blur. Um, and, and I just remember just kind of climbing up to like this, uh, uh, on top of the speakers somehow on stage and just someone gave me some glow sticks and I was just up there and I was like, Oh, there's the sun. What? You know, and the sun came up and I'm still like up there and I'm going, wow, time flies. But, you know, during this time, there was someone who had, um, like, jumped off. Like, the, it was like, the rave was, like, right right by the um, the side of this mountain or this cliff. And somebody jumped off, th- you know, probably, you know, thinking that they could fly. And oh, just I just remember that time thinking, that could be me, you know, eventually. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, like make the pressure i was like this druggy kid or anything like that you know i wasn't really Mm -hmm. that you know but you know i did a little bit um and but majority of it was just i was just in sin and i just kind of lived my life the way i wanted to live it and i i just didn't um really put in god's input into my life and i never Mm -hmm. followed his 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 agenda for 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 my life and and it kind of got to that point and i remember driving home and we stopped by this uh, gas station and going in uh, to the bathroom, I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw my face and I finally like looked at myself and I, I, I told myself, this is exactly how I felt on the inside. Um, what I look on the outside, which is mm-hmm. like my face was covered in dust and dirt and, you know, just, um, dirt in my nostrils and just everything. And I just knew, like, I remember coming back to the fraternity house and going, Hey, where's that business card I found? Some pastor gave me like two weeks ago. <laughs> and I kept in my wallet for some reason. And I was like, I'm going. And, um, you know, I, I, I grabbed two of my frat brothers and I was like, Hey, let's go, let's go to church. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Dude. Hey man, it's, it's like, it's like eight o'clock. Let's go to church, you know, <laughs> eight o'clock, whatever. Just take a shower real quick. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, just come back. <laughs> I just feel like we need to go to church. And then they came with me, but like, I don't know. I'm really good with directions, but like, I guess, you know, that day it wasn't, wasn't meant to be. <laughs> we couldn't find it. Like, couldn't find the church. It had the map uh, and um, I still couldn't find it. It was weird. We're just walking around UCLA because uh, it was around there, but, and we just ended up eating lunch and came back home. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Uh, about a week or two later, um, you know, I just, I just went by myself. Um, and at that time, I, uh, I don't even know what the sermon was about. I was ready. I was ready mm-hmm. because, you know, I had the fortune of, you know, my parents giving me, um, a Christian like education. 
and you know teaching me like who christ was and so i already knew like that that was the only answer that my mm-hmm. i needed to give my life to christ mm-hmm. um like i've tried my own um ways and it, it didn't work and all it did was make me um further um like depressed further in darkness and further um just like purposeless and just going yeah. through life and so I gave my life to Christ then, and it was um, a transformative experience for me. Um, like people that knew me at that time were like, "What's going on with you?" Um, you know, I I remember the first thing I did was I, I went to the warehouse with like my box full of like CDs, and um, I had Nas, you know, Dr. Dre, <laughs> Dog, you know, all my CDs and. I don't know if you know what the warehouse is. Like, oh, I totally know. Oh, I totally know. Okay. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember going up to the counter and I was like, hey, I want to sell all my CDs. <laughs> and then the guy at the counter is like, you're going to sell this one? And he's looking through it and go, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He said, why are you doing this? And I said, I met Jesus. Man, I don't need these anymore. You know? Mm. Uh, and then literally, like, I took that money and I went straight to the Christian bookstore back when we used to have Christian bookstores. <laughs> and I, like, just bought everything that I could. Like, mm. I was like, wow, look, I want a Jesus sticker. I wanted this fish sticker. You know, <laughs> I want this book. I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know any authors, nothing. I just bought a bunch of worship CDs, um, hymnals. Um, Bibles. I have like, you know, 15 different type of Bibles. I didn't know which was the best. So I just bought like different versions. (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't know who like, you know, in terms of like Christian authors, like who I should be reading. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, picked up like Max Lucado or I picked these up or whoever it was, you know, Um, and just started reading and just, um, yeah, trying to get that into me. And um, I remember putting my uh, a fish sticker on my truck the front and the back and i remember saying god you know how i'm how much i love this truck and people who know me before like they know i love that that truck Mm -hmm. like you know and (laughs) just putting it on there and saying this is your truck now god Mm. and um you know so whatever you need this uh truck for like in terms of ministry if people ask me for i'm not gonna say no and um yeah god god really used used that willingness um for a lot of different types of ministries um i met helen uh through uh that through the church that um i decided to go to um right when i came to the lord on august uh 30th 1998 and she was actually part of this usc ministry outreach ministry and so i always joke with her i was like man that was missionary dating you know (laughs) because um (laughs) while i was at usc she was there and she that's how you know i found out about that church was because um that church had a um an outreach at usc and um (laughs) and i remember um you know kind of giving my testimony about you know how i met the lord and how my I'm giving my life to Christ and what I'm doing, and uh, from that point on, like you know, we just started having a friendship, mm. and eventually, actually, that was a crazy year because um, I came to church August of nineteen thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. Um, we got engaged. No, our first 
date was February 15th, 1999. We got uh, engaged um, in May and got married in October of 1999. So it was like so fast, you know, mm. um, within a, like, like a year's time of us meeting together, we <laughs> got married. I, I, I wouldn't, it worked for us, uh-huh. but I, I don't know if I could, you know, recommend that for most people. Um, yeah, we always joke actually that that uh, like we we've been married for twenty years now, twentieth uh, anniversary, awesome. uh, October, and uh, <laughs> we always say we've been happily married for eighteen because <laughs> the first and last year was has <laughs> been rough. <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it was interesting, too, because like when Helen, uh, August 30th, that day, um, I don't know if this coincidence or whatever, she she was at in Vietnam missions. She had gone to a missions trip and there she had, um, you know, you know, just praying to God. um, And she's just like, all right, I'll marry if you want me to. I'll marry a guy who's younger than me. Because Helen and I we're we're like four years uh, apart, mm-hmm. um, and there's like two two weeks where we're five, and she says she better I better treat her really good during those <laughs> <laughs> couple of weeks. But um, just she's like, all right, I'll, I'll marry you know, I'll, I'll be okay with that. And then the other thing she said was, okay, I'll marry a Kim too, because I was <laughs> like, she was dead set of never marrying a Kim for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> then I showed up August thirtieth, you know. Um, at church but um yeah so after we got married um you know helen and i we uh led a a a young adult small group together and then we led a a usc outreach um campus outreach Hmm. and it was an interesting time because like um i felt like god was like in a way restoring the years that the locust has eaten i I like that that verse because Mm -hmm. it really speaks to me um, even though I might be proof texting that verse or whatever, but I just felt like it was, it was really kind of applicable to me because mm-hmm. like the years that I spent kind of being an evangelist for the enemy, let's say, mm-hmm. um, God was allowing me to, um, reach out to the campus that, that, um, I had, you know, just kind of lived a worldly life and the mm-hmm. people that were there that experienced and knew me as a person of the world, got to see me, um, my life changed for Christ. Mm, you know? mm-hmm. And um, I just remember like, uh, you know, our fraternity, the Gamma Epsilon Omega, the Gammas, we had this <laughs> bench uh, in front of Tommy Trojan. And, um, you know, we, 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 you know, always like had somebody at the bench. And so like in between classes, we would, you know, just go hang out at the bench and just chill there. And, you know, our, we would just, everybody knew that was just where all the, the, the Asian frat boys, you know, hung out, whatever. And um, I just remember, like, when God um, uh, allowed us to kind of, um, you know, have this college ministry, just standing in front of Tommy Trojan in the middle of the quad area and just handing out flyers mm-hmm. um, for our campus outreach and trying to meet people. And, you know, going, going over to the bench and inviting my fraternity members to our campus outreach. And it was just a really interesting experience where I got a chance to, um, 
share the gospel uh, mm-hmm. to a lot of my um, college friends, but then at the same time experience, um, you know, some rejection too and being yeah, yeah. not, you know, just trying to understand what that meant. You know, Christ mm-hmm. experienced rejection as well. But, um, you know, but me, I just felt really stubborn and I just wanted to reach everybody. I remember one time also I, I, I made all these flyers and I posted all the flyers on, on the walls of the fraternity house. And I, and I said, gamma is a gamma Sunday, you know, church day, <laughs> you know, and I, I just made a, I just, I didn't even ask anybody. I just like posted all over the house. Like, like it was like maybe 30 flyers all over, like in the bathroom over, like in front of the urinals, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and say, Tomorrow's going to be gamma, like church day. Everybody, you know, whoever wants to come with me, you can come, right? Nobody came. <laughs> and then literally like an hour after I posted all of those like flyers on the gamma, uh, the house, our fraternity house, it was like torn down, you know, by somebody. I don't know who. I won't find out. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, just kind of like not understanding in a lot of ways. But I mean, it just showed like my, my passion for the gospel. But then I did it in a way where it was like abrasive too. Um, but I was learning. Um, I might have mm-hmm. made some enemies. I don't know. But um, I just, you know, a lot like what I did at the warehouse. Like I decided to just kind of, I felt like I needed to just replace the things of the world with the things of Christ. Mm. I remember just even like, you know, the, the groomsmen that I decided to choose, um, when, when we got married, um, Helen and I got married, I was like, I gotta have all Christian like groomsmen, Mm. even though I just met these guys, (laughs) you know, Uh these are my Christian brothers, even though we've only known each other for a year, I feel Uh closer. And in a lot of ways it it was true. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I look back and I go, I don't even talk to that guy anymore, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But it's like, and, and, but I, I kind of like, you know, I was young and, and, you know, I, I wanted to like, just live for Christ a hundred percent. And that just mm-hmm. kind of like showed that way. I don't, I probably made a lot of mistakes, um, that, you know, just in hindsight might've like rubbed people the wrong way, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just felt like I just needed to like Jesus could come back tomorrow. I needed to reach everybody. Mm. And so um, I think like part of that was like deciding to go to ministry. And so uh, I felt like, Hey, you know, if I want to like live for Christ, I must, I might, I might have to be a pastor, you mm. know? And so, you know, just going to seminary, deciding which seminary to go to. Um, and then, um, you know, what type of ministry I wanted to be in. And so, you know, um, you know, I, I just remember at that time, like needing and wanting to like serve the youth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was after this ministry that we used to uh, uh, partner up with um, called uh, Living Hope. And mm-hmm. we reached out to like inner city kids in Watts and um, we would take them like every, every Saturday we would tutor them. And then on the, in the summers, we would take them up to like, uh, Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear um, and just like, eh, and just kind of like have like a little uh, camp. Uh, We call it Camp Jubilee. Mm. It was an awesome time. And, um, and then also just kind of volunteering as a VBS teacher uh, for in Loop, Arizona in the Navajo nation. And so just kind of feeling like at that time I was like, wow, I want to, I want to be a teacher. I want to be, I want to work with youth. I want to dedicate my life to 
to working with youth, you know, to, to let them know about Jesus, you know. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the time where it kind of came. Um, so, but I enrolled in seminary, went into teaching, and then um, Hel- Helen and I, we, we um, started reaching out to, like, kids in um, our area. Um, it, it's interesting because IBC um, used to be in Santa Monica, and our former church used to be in Santa Monica, too. And, like, we felt called to, like, lead a youth ministry. We had zero youth at the time at the church because uh the the i think the oldest kid was maybe like in elementary school third grade Mm. and so we were like okay you know what they're not here we're gonna go find them and so we we you know uh invited all these kids uh sent out flyers newsletters everything like that we formed a team and like nobody from santa monica came like nobody in that area (laughs) i i I got a I got a mailer. I sent out like a thousand like mail pieces to like that surrounding area. <laughs> mm-hmm. The kids that came um, were in Chatsworth, uh, La Crescenta, Downey. Oh yeah, I'm like, wow. what in the world? <laughs> and these kids really wanted to come. And so like you know we convinced the church to buy us some of these like these mini vans and stuff. And mm-hmm. so we bought these like vans and we we would take these vans and pick all these kids up, come back to Sa- Santa Monica have our youth ministry, then drop them off and then bring the vans back and then get home at like past midnight every Saturday. Yeah. But, um, that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. Um, but, but God was faithful and those kids, like, you know, a lot of them, I mean, I'm still serving with some of these kids, you know, that, that used to be in initial ministry. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. So how did we end up in, in IBC? I think that, that was the mm-hmm. question, right? Yeah. Um, so, so when we were at uh, Cornerstone Church um, prior to IBC, um, uh, led by Francis Chan at that time, yeah. uh, Francis had like, started this like, new initiative of like, house churches, house church movements. And we, we led a house church at our, in our, in our house in Chatsworth and invited like the community, um, like whoever in the community. I remember mm-hmm. like, there were people that were homeless that would come to our meetings at one point and, and just like, it would just open to anyone who wanted to come. And, um, so we did that for about two and a half years. And, you know, even after like Francis had left up to, uh, San Francisco and we were like the last, um, home church left you know, um, mm-hmm. because he had established a bunch in the San, uh, San Fernando Valley and we we're like the last ones left. And, and I remember um, Cornerstone had, had asked us um, if we wanted to just kind of start our church, a church, you know, out here and just plan a church. And, uh, you know, we really prayed about it and we're like, no, nah, I don't think we're called for to full time ministry mm-hmm. in that in that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we just kind of like folded. Um, we just had people just kind of go back to that. We called it the mothership. And uh, other ministries in, in the area, and um, yeah, it was kind of like after that we went back to the mothership, and uh, it was hard because like the people that we knew they had already all kind of left, um, and we didn't know anyone uh, mm-hmm. anymore, like in in the the big church in Simi, and so we tried that for about you know a year or two, and it was hard because like Helen and um, the kids were not plugged in, and I I was completely plugged in men's ministries, leadership, whatever. And, Mm -hmm. but like they weren't, I was growing, but they weren't. 
and so that was kind of um uh yeah it wasn't good for the whole family in that sense mm-hmm. because they they weren't fully connected i remember asking isaac hey man like do you have any friends here he's like no and mm-hmm. I, you know asking isabella do you have any friends here no we've been here for like you know almost a decade and you don't have any friends what's going on and so so um, that that led to a period of like a, a desert period where we just kind of like hopped a bunch of different places in the valley. Mm-hmm. Like I think we went to every church in the valley, you know, at wow. least once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, the the church that we went to the most was the Church of Target, um, because uh, yeah, like we would drop off my my kids at um, like at my mom's church because they didn't have an English ministry, but they had an English speaking. Um, like youth group ministry or like a, a kids ministry. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we would just go up the street and just kind of have like Bible study on our own. Mm-hmm. And we did that for, you know, some time. And um, yeah, while, you know, in the midst of it, just kind of like, uh, you know, checking out different churches here and there. Mm-hmm. And then eventually um, we're like, okay, we knew about IBC. We had sent our kids to like uh, IBC VBS. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, they went to every VBS, like we were the VBS hoppers, like in, in uh, the summertime. So we knew every like VBS that was happening. And one of them happened to be the IBC. And, and we also knew a lot of IBC families from, from uh, MPAC, which is a mm. um, uh, mission to promote adoption of kids. And we knew a lot of families from that. Um, and so we're like, okay, this is like the last church. If it doesn't work at IBC, like, we're we're in trouble <laughs> and then so we decided to come uh it was like an easter sunday a few years ago and yeah we we came ever since then oh, that's yeah. awesome yeah it's been awesome it's been great we love it here mm. um so you're talking right now you're talking about impact um and i do know that you're involved in um, another ministry that's really close to your heart um, so if you could just uh, share with us uh, some of the ministries that you're involved in and yeah. also uh, what they do and um, like what your role is in those ministries. For sure. Uh, yeah. So like as a youth pastor, uh, a former youth pastor, you know, um, I think that heart for the youth um, has been, has always been present. I feel like uh, it has been an important part of my life. And also Helen's. Um, I mean, I, there was always, like, even when I was a youth pastor, I, I was always trying to think of ways to reach out to kids. Mm. Like, you know, I, I, I tried, I designed a skate park. I remember having the blueprints and, and giving it to the church as a, like, hey, can we, can we, can I build this and just have it in the parking lot, like during the week? Cause it was like, we, we don't have anything during the week, but these kids are, are using our parking lot. And, it, you know, every other day I'm like kicking them out, mm. but they're coming. But we're kicking them out off our off our property. Hey, maybe I could just build this half pipe. And they're like, "Nah, you're gonna get." <laughs> and then I was like, "All right." I remember one time that like our our wall got graffiti. I was like, "Okay, what if we build a graffiti wall? You know, for people to just kind of just just you know have some sort of like artistic expression. Like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, we don't want to like <laughs> encourage. <laughs> that's yeah. not gonna work. Encourage like vandalism and whatever." Yeah. And so, like, I was like, okay, okay, what what can I do that that will will get the okay from the church, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm a, we're gonna make banana night, 
you know, where we're just going to have everything themed bananas, everybody dress up as a banana. <laughs> like all of our games are banana. We're going to just eat bananas for dessert, <laughs> and, you know, all this. And it was so popular. It was so amazing. Oh, that's um, awesome. You know, and so we would have all these like food theme, like we had egg night and we just kind of like went with it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, kids would come, but they wouldn't stay. Like they would bring their friends. And so that was like our, our, our outreach was like, mm. Hey, just bring your friends. But then like, we never went to, to, to their friends. Like we mm. would only know them in our setting, like inside mm. the walls of our church. And so remember, you know, the benefit of being a teacher at Chatsworth at that time and a coach there was that I got a chance to always be reminded that there, there are other kids other than Christian church kids that are out there. Mm, and mm. I just remember, um, you know, just a daily reminder of this huge harvest field. Every time I set foot on the, the campus as a, a teacher and a coach, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, these kids weren't coming to my youth group. I mean, some were, uh, there was a group of them, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And I knew the the youth pastors in the area, you know, that go to Rocky Peak or, um, you know, Shepherd of the Hills um, and other churches. They weren't going. To, I mean, a lot of them weren't going to there. Mm-hmm. So I, where were they going? So like out of the 3000 students that were just at Chatsworth High School, I would say over 90 percent didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. And so where, where where are they going? You know, who's reaching out to them? They aren't coming to my youth group. So. Yeah. Um, and so like. The verse, you know, Matthew 28, 18, that really hit me um, constantly. And, and I remember ending this, like, we, we, we used to end this, like, at our youth meetings, like, every, like, that was our benediction. It was like, everybody said Matthew 28, 18 mm-hmm. to 20, which is, you know, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the, to the very end of the age. And we would just yeah. always end our meetings like that, mm-hmm. you know, our youth meetings. And, um, but we weren't really doing it. Like I was telling the kids to do it, but I wasn't. My, mm-hmm. my volunteers weren't doing that either. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's when um, at that time, it was like I was taking some classes at Fuller um, that really impacted me too. Um, oh, by the way, I accidentally told told you guys like what seminary I went to, and now you guys are. <laughs> uh, see, I wasn't planning on saying I was just going to do ambiguous like like seminary, and then you would have to guess which seminary it was. But I'll just say it. Okay, I'll just be out out there. Uh, yeah, I went to Fuller. Okay, but um, but um, there was this class. It was an introduction to uh, urban ministries. Uh, it was led by Joe Coletti and. Mm-hmm it was pretty amazing experience. Like all of our, our experiences and like, uh, like class projects were reflections and what we had to do, he would assign us, you need to go and walk amongst the poor or the homeless or go uh, to a AA meeting and just sit there and just listen and, and interact with them. You know, mm-hmm. like what in the world class did I get myself involved in? Mm-hmm. And so just like, you know, uh, going to like Skid Row, parking my car, you know, and just just you know sitting next to a homeless person, and you know uh, at the LA missions, and just sitting there for like you know the whole day, and just mm-hmm. trying to see what it's like, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, going to an AA meeting and just standing up and saying, uh, 
Hi, my name is Andrew. Uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I just want to just kind of share with you guys like what's what's happening. You know, I just mm-hmm. it's just uh, it was just an interesting thing. Um, and so that class really impacted me, um, taught me about like um, this thing. It's like a concept called incarnational solidarity, which is uh, I can explain that later. But um, and then I also att- attended this uh, lecture by um, Chief Bernard Malekian. He was the chief of police. Um, in Pasadena at that time, and he he had this lecture called uh, "Reduction of Gang Violence and Elimination of Youth Homicides." And I was always w- wondering, like, you know, what leads to kids joining gangs and like getting, you know, violent and doing things like tagging mm-hmm. walls and stuff like that. And I remember him saying something crazy, and I was like, "Wow!" It, it really impacted me. And at that lecture, he said that um, gang members. There's only five to ten percent that are really inclined to to violence, um, but the rest are just functioning in the environment where they are. And he attended, um, so like he basically asked this question. Um, that actually, before he asked that question, he's like, you know, youth um, they join gangs because they they crave a sense of order. They um, they want to belong to something greater than themselves. They want to have an identity. They want to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, they want, you know, uh, to be loved and cared for. I mean, I'm like, they want to matter. They want to make a difference. I'm like, they just need to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was like my conclusion. It's mm-hmm. like these kids join gangs because they don't know the church hasn't brought the gospel to them, mm-hmm. and they they haven't been loved on by the youth group that that so many of our Christian kids have been blessed to be able to be part of, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end, he, I remember him asking this question. It was like, he said, and this was an audience full of future pastors, right? And he said, is the main role of a pastor to be behind the pulpit or on the street? And I was like, I don't know. Give me the answer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and, and um, I, I remember going up to him at the end. I was like, should I be on the, behind the pulpit? Or on the street. I asked him, I said, you gave me the question, should I? Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't answer that for you. You know, because in a lot of ways, we need both. But Mm -hmm. um, for me, it it was, it deeply struck me. um, And it was instrumental in my decision to like, um, you know, turn the corner and just go full, full time into education. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that, uh, during that time, um, we were transitioning our youth ministry to be more outwardly focused. And so I was, I was, um, you know, equipping our volunteers to like be like, we're going to now go to where the kids are, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to like, um, like, like wherever the kids are, we need to be there. We can't expect them to walk into our church. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. They're not coming. Like we've done this for like six years. They haven't been coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to go and get them. And so um, that's when we like, well, I, like we started partnering with Young Life. Uh, we didn't have a Young Life in the Valley. It wasn't, hasn't been one. And so like uh, we partnered up with Young Life and um, now with Young Life, we're, we're in Chatsworth High School. Uh, we used to be in Voss, Reseda High School. We're at Lawrence uh, Middle School, um, led by a former um like a track athlete of mine 
and uh, we're at, we're going to be at Hale Middle School. We have like um, uh, a ministry towards like special needs students mm-hmm. or kids uh, called Capernaum. Um, we have a ministry to teen moms called Young Lives, and we 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 had a Young Lives presentation at uh, IBC recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just started last year at College Life at at CSUN, which is led by a former youth ministry uh, student of mine. His name's Yujit uh, Yujit Wu. And um, so, like, it's pretty amazing. And and all like our our vision is just go where where they are, mm-hmm. love on them, regardless of what the response is. Still care about people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, even if they say no to Jesus, just just be just be in the lives of of our youth, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, um, I'm a sponsor and a coach for uh, FCA, and um, and. Uh, I coach uh, for FCA camps um, uh, at UCLA um, every summer, um, and and we have like monthly FCA Valley um, coaches meetings. So FCA, we have like a club on campus at U uh, at at Chatsworth and led by um, uh, my son Isaac. He's a, <laughs> awesome. a captain. Yeah, awesome uh, for FCA, and it's been pretty cool being able to like partner with my oldest. Um, at, at Chatsworth, uh, reaching his friends and for Christ um, there as well. And then lastly, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I'm on the board of directors uh, for Impact, which is the mission to promote adoption of kids. And so Helen and I are, are like regional directors for uh, the Valley. And mm-hmm. um, as you as you know, uh, all of our uh, beautiful three kids have been uh, adopted from South Korea. Um, and so we've been active trying to promote adoption and and working. Uh, to meet the needs of thousands of orphans in in uh, Korea and now in China as well. So mm. just kind of like serving in um, the the least of these. We're trying to like serve the least of these. Yeah. Mm. So the last, um, we get to, I guess, the last section. I mean, is there, it could be, it's just anything that's in your heart. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah. last words of kind of encouragement to the audience. Um, mm-hmm. Could be you know, one of your favorite Bible verses or just yeah. uh, kind of words of encouragement? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, my favorite verse is, you know, Matthew 6.33. And that's kind of like what I live my life on. Um, it's like kind of my life verse, which is uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, the second verse that um, that I live on is like, I actually made a little, um, sticker and put it on our kitchen wall and to remind me that um, this is what the Lord requires of me. And so that's from uh, Micah 6, um, 8, and, uh, which is, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And um, so like COVID, COVID has reminded me of the brevity of life. Like I think James states that like our life is like a mist. Mm. It comes and then it just disappears. Mm-hmm. And so it's just another reminder that how temporary our life is, even though it seems like it's a long thing, but it's not, you know, in when you compare it to like eternity. And mm-hmm. so um, the one thing we can't do when we go to heaven is preach the gospel. 
And so we have limited number of days. I don't know. It might, for me, it might be a hundred days. Maybe it's less, maybe it's a thousand, but it's like, sometimes, um, you know, we get so caught up in the American dream of like, you know, doing like making sure our kids go to college that we, we, you know, buy a house and do nice things for ourselves that we forget that, you know, our Lord called us to be fishers of men. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so like, Preaching the gospel for me is more than just stating the gospel. And so in a lot of ways, it has to be done with your life example. Mm-hmm. And so like what comes out of our mouth is judged by the actions that we take. And so like we can say Jesus loves you, but if you don't love others, then what, there's no mm-hmm. value of what you say. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why like, I take the stance for, and I don't even want to use that term, social justice, because that's been so twisted. So I'll just say God's justice, you know, um, in the world and the felt needs um, of people, you know, the poor, the the oppressed, the the um, you know the widow, the orphan, you know, the foreigner, and so just um, I feel like those are things that justify our faith in Christ. And so, um, and also caring for the least of these, that it matters, like, you know, paraphrasing James that, you know, our deeds prove like our faith in a sense, you know? And so, um, kind of going back, um, to that whole idea of incarnational solidarity, uh, incarnational solidarity, uh, uh, solidarity. Uh, I learned this through, uh, Joe Coletti's class, and he just had us kind of think about this phrase, which is, if all is not well with you, then all is not well with me. If all is not well with me, then all is not well with you. And, and also in, in, the, in the Bible in Romans where it says, uh, where Paul states that, like, mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice, you know? And so, like, as disciples of Christ, we have to be able to stand in solidarity with others. You know, we, as a, as a church body, really have to incorporate the life of the church, that we are together as a body, you know, um, cooperating as the, tr- the bride of Christ, right? And so, um, yeah, just kind of standing in solidarity. And I'm not talking about standing in solidarity in sin, you know, if people are in sin. No, not, not, a, not at all, but like, but together that we were able to mourn like a person, like loved one that, that passed away, that we can, you know, help someone overcome the loss of a job, um, you know, maybe even gain uh, uh, sobriety, you know, help mm-hmm. someone gain sobriety or um, help someone like in their struggle to overcome like a physical or a mental disability, maybe even like heal from a, a hurtful divorce, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's, it's basically not turning a blind eye to like Mm. the poor inequities, injustice, and not being okay with it either, you know, Mm. and not being, and, and not being silent about it. So I think that's kind of like what God's put on my heart, um, how to live, um, how to represent Christ, how to be his ambassadors in the world, um, and not just kind of be caught in my Christian bubble, which is so easy to do, 
and mm-hmm. to be caught in the Christian huddle and just only do the huddle things instead of like working out the play that God has for us, mm-hmm. you know, our head coach, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the, that's really kind of like the, the main thing that God's put on me. Mm. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing, Andrew. Thank you for always being so transparent too. Um, I, I think since the the men's uh, breakfast that we had and you had the opportunity to uh, speak to us, I think yeah. since then I was like, oh man, I, I just love, it's like a breath of fresh air, just kind of having a perspective and also being so uh, transparent, I think, with um, even the mistakes like going to Fuller. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Totally I can kidding. be redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much uh, for doing this. So that's it for um, this episode of IBC Topics. We just uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, we hope to catch you guys again on the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye.